a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but their humble, holy way of living is exactly what makes them extra, and I'm glad for you to meet them. Now, uh, as you can probably tell by our audio quality, we have a very special episode of Manna for you today, as we are recording from a fish house on the frozen waters of Lake Minnetonka here in uh, lovely Minnesota on, uh, on March 1st. We've got 12 hours to get the, or 24 hours to get the house off the lake. Uh, and while I'm quite certain that most all of the listeners of MANA are either related to me or related to the show's guests, which means that uh, you guys already know what ice fishing is, technically somebody could be tuning into this podcast from areas of the world where it is not common to be, uh, to be fishing on a lake through two feet of frozen ice while sitting in a cozy handcrafted shelter. Somebody's phone adorned with posters of Farrah Fawcett, which this fish house does have. We're looking right there at Farrah, circa 1970, I don't know, 78, maybe? I don't know. Uh, it's the red one. Uh, so for those people, I can assure you that not only is ice fishing a thing, but the reason uh, that we took manna on the road, or on the ice, if you will, is that in these warm confines of, uh, of fish houses, you often run into the exact kind of guys that this show aims to celebrate and make known to the world. Ordinary guys living ordinary lives, but living with the depth of faith that is demonstrated in a variety of simple, cool ways. Just for the record, if any paying attention, there were a lot of little puns that I just floated in there with depth and cool, and so I'm usually not a punny guy. So anyway, today's guests are a couple of ice fishermen and friends that I cannot wait for you to meet. Both are loving husbands, fathers, and friends. Both are uh, much handier and much more helpful and I could ever hope to be, and both have inspired me to become a better man through their unconditional friendship and their faith. So without any further ado, welcome today's Mana Men, Jim Hasselman and Mitch Petrie. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> so we are uh, literally sitting in Jimmy's fish house. So Jim is the proprietor and the builder of this abode. So just for those that uh, obviously you can't see this, so this is a kind of an octagon-shaped uh, thing. Very warm, actually. The, the heat just kicked in here, so we are... Uh, and we are live fishing. This is not some uh, uh, sort of soundstage uh, stunt. Uh, we are we literally have lines in the water, and... Uh, but if Jimmy's, uh, if Jimmy's record holds true, we he, he's not at risk of catching anything during the show. Um, <laughs> I may, uh, as I am, uh, I have yet to get shut out, and of course, Mitch is a pro. So uh, anyway, that's uh, that's the, the 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 scene that we're in here, and we've got we've got Mitch and Jim, and um, we're just gonna kind of get into it. And let's start with you, Mitch. You know, Mitch, uh, for those uh, that follow uh, podcasts, you may have already heard Mitch on the air. He's got his own podcast through uh, Outdoor Channel. And I think only if they're friends and family of ours, <laughs> like yours, exactly part of the relative network. But uh, but anyway, for those that do know Mitchy, he's a he is a he's a, he's legit a pro uh, pro. Uh, both in terms of, uh, of media and broadcasting, but also in sports and sportsman uh, stuff like hunting and fishing. Non-athletic. 
And exactly. I'm, I'm really not, a, I mean, I'm a pro in that I work in that industry and make a living on it, but I'm, I don't get paid to fish or to hunt. So I get to do it more than you. Yes, you do, you do it more than me. And, and where I wanted to kind of start, and this is going to be something that both of you guys embody, you know, as all, as all the guys on Man, and not, with few exceptions do we have men on Man who do the faith sort of thing for a living. Um, and yet all of the men and men live their faith uh, in, in very profound ways. Um, and so, Mitchie, starting with you, you know, one thing, and I've personally lived this, uh, you know, you, you by, by nature of your work, uh, you run with all sets of people, very famous, uh, skilled, um, all the way down to us, us pedestrians uh, in life. And yet you are so uh, helpful in giving and teaching, especially in, and we're, we're here in a fish house, and so we're going to kind of stay focused on kind of sportsmanship and stuff like that. But really, it's, it's, it's more indicative of, I think, your character. I mean, you're so generous with your time. You're so uh, and you're so knowledgeable, and, and you treat everybody, whether it's, you know, I don't mean to name drop, but I will, you know, whether it's Dustin Hoffman or, or Jeff Peterson, you, you afford, you know, equal uh, amounts of time uh, and patience in whether it's teaching them how to bait a hook or talking to them about, about faith. And I just want to know where that kind of comes from. Is that, is that a, something that, you know, did you pick that up from, from a mentor for the, the years, or is it something that as you you know, got into the line of work that you're in, you thought, you know what, this is going to be my, I'm going to treat everybody with the same level of, of patience and respect and dignity because it, that's what comes through. Uh, whether you're thinking about it or not, that's what comes through. Yeah. That's no, interesting. I've never, never thought about it. Uh, never thought about the question. In my brain, I'm thinking that I kind of approach it the opposite way if you just laid it out where I, I really feel like I get a lot from everybody that I get to hang out with. And of late, you know, fishing or sharing hunting or just being in camp or even just camping or going outside. It's just a great environment, a comfortable environment to get to know someone, put somebody outside of their comfort zone, be able to share some skills and reassure them and just kind of build trust. But I think it, it, it definitely goes back to my upbringing, you know, um, having parents who were present, uh, having parents who had uh, we had a lot going on, met a lot of people, met a lot of interesting people. So I never really had a fear of you know, talking to people mm-hmm. or just, you know, and, and, and being just open to conversations. Mm-hmm. I, I will tell you of late, I think a little bit more deliberate in the last five to ten years is um, I don't have a lot of time for, or patience I should say, for people who, who, who just, I, I feel like, I wouldn't say they lack integrity, but just that I just can't connect with in terms of, I, I just, I would, I, I have a very finite amount of time on the planet and I want to spend it now more yeah. deliberately than ever with people who share, um, you know, pa- live with passion and share, you know, share that, that what I have. So it's been kind of fun mm-hmm. of late and, the, and ice fishing has been you know, in the last five, 10 years, just in our community and our friends, I think your perception of ice fishing might be a little bit skewed because what we have here is really special. And I think what Jimmy's built in this house, oh, yeah. everybody I've brought to this house, of which there's anyone, our friend Steve Panaz, who's a Hall of Fame angler, he's, he's ice fished all over the ice fishing belt here. He, this is their favorite house mm. for exactly why we're here. We're mm. sitting here, normally in an ice house, you're, you're facing the wall, you're sitting in a corner and you're sitting there and there's usually beer involved and you're just, yeah. you know, it's just being a kind of a, a guy thing. Here it's like everybody's facing the middle, and, and it's like it really embodies that whole um, that, that just 
is really what I think the three of us and most of our friends really, yeah, how we live our lives. Yeah, I remember that, Jimmy, your first house, or at least the first house I was in. It was, the you called it the Snoopy house. Yeah. And it was, uh, for, for folks, if you can envision this, it, it was basically, it looked like a Snoopy house, and there were four, four holes? Three, three, three or four, four holes. Yeah. It was four holes, yeah. Four holes, and but all facing the same all facing way. The same way. And we'd all come in here. <laughs> we'd all come in here like we're watching TV. We'd it just look straight ahead. And uh, to get out, to go through everybody <laughs> else. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Mitch, you, you bring up, you use the word disarming. I love that word. And I'm wondering if, if through, you know, um, and maybe this was part of growing up too with your dad or, who, or other guys or whatever, is have you found that, you know, when you're taking somebody out, you know, fishing or hunting, and, and do you find that, you know, because the whole premise of this podcast is that, you know, men, you know, have more inside them that they can share as it relates to their faith or their 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 purpose um, and the role God is playing in it. Do you find that when you get guys out in these other environments where really, okay, we're here to hunt, but do you find that it, it's a disarming environment where people kind of open up and do you get into these kind of cool conversations with people when, when you're out doing something else? Absolutely. Not, not only do I do it, I mean, a lot of our, uh, a lot of my friends and industry um, partners in that talk a lot about that. It's, and, and, and you, you hear people talking about, you know, I don't have to go to church because I, go, I live outdoors and that's my church. And it's like, well, it doesn't really count in our world. But it's, but it's certainly understandable that when you are alone with nature or just alone in general, I think it, it, even if you're not into the outdoors, if you're alone and, you know, and you're at peace or reflecting on that, I think it's a good thing. And, and when you are fishing or if you're sitting in a deer stand or, you know, or in a camp with a bunch of people, it, it's a... It's a very positive um, experience. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I think, and, and conversations of faith happen frequently, even among people who aren't um, you know, very vocal about their faith, because it, it, in these experiences, a lot of times elicit that kind of response. Mm-hmm. Well, I find that too, sometimes it just takes, you know, like in this, in this house is a perfect example of it too. So, so whereas it used to be the Snoopy house with everything, uh, it, you know, kind of facing forward, Jimmy, you redesigned it, now it's an octagon, everybody faces in, everybody can see each other. And I find that uh, oftentimes it just takes one guy to just open up something. And then, it, again, it goes, like, I think we all feel things. Did you catch something over there? No, oh, I thought okay. there was something all down right. there. All right. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm noticing, too, if, if folks are picking up the hum of the generator, that is, uh, that is the actual, uh, that's the work, that's the worksmanship of, of Jim Hasselman as well, getting us power out here in the middle of the lake. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about when for for each of you guys when obviously now you're you're men uh you know in your uh middle age uh middle age i think you're both older than i am not to rub it in uh but is is this is you know you operate with such confidence and yet not not pushy sense of faith and, and meaning did that has that always been the case you know mitch you talk about growing up with a great family and you know is that how you, did you grow up in the church or is this something like for you can you can you identify a point in your life where you know you either had some kind of like sure. dramatic inversion or just was it an overall or just kind of like seeped in over time? I, I think to this day I wouldn't describe myself as being extremely confident in my faith. I guess if if you know I show up, I go to church, I believe, I'm not afraid to talk about my faith with friends and family or strangers and that. But um, I've I you know, my family we were more than the C and E. Catholic, mm-hmm. so um, 
slightly more, I should say, growing <laughs> up. But uh, you know, so, through uh, international uh, ones, yeah, 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 my, no, my, yeah, uh, my, my father uh, was easily swayed. Say, hey, Dad, let's just watch church on TV this morning. <laughs> oh, okay, we'll just do that. So, uh, but no, I, I always, um, um, with the support of my mother and my and my father, we we would uh, go to church and you know went through. All, all through high school, I was actually a uh, an altar boy uh, until I was eighteen or so, and that wasn't because my mom made me. I was I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed yeah. having. I probably was just with my mind the, the distraction of having something else to do while I was there. But um, but and, and I actually I chose with no real pressure or even direction from my parents to go to Catholic University. And uh, you know how you know when uh, uh, that a guy went to St. John's University. He'll tell you within five minutes of meeting him. <laughs> exactly. So I, I went to that, a proud, that, proud Johnny, and uh, that, that, um, that's two. There have been two now on the show. Yeah. Which, uh, I, it's yeah. It's, yeah. It just it's a that a hallmark of my generosity is really what. Yeah. Is, you know, <laughs> exactly. No, but it's um, um, you know, and then of course uh, I, I would tell you that yes, the one defining that probably the biggest is so funny. I have to maybe back up just a little bit because. I've talked to folks about, you know, little decisions we make in our lives and the huge impact. Like, I, I wanted, my sister went to St. Ben's for a year, and then she transferred to the U. But I remember going up to St. Ben's many years ago, so I was probably 12, 13, whatever. And um, that was my first St. John's experience. And, and it, it was actually, then the next time I went to the campus was my first day when I moved in, because I didn't even go to the orientation. I was living overseas for the summer after high school. So, uh, like, we were pulling into the campus. I said, it's over here on the right. No, it was actually on the left side of the year. I didn't even know that because I hadn't been there forever. But um, So that, you know, I think just being drawn to uh, Catholic uh, University and going, I saw my wife the first day of college. Wow. We had, she was on our sister floor, and they had these mixed Now, she had a boyfriend at the time, so it took me uh, maybe until May of the following <laughs> year to dislodge that. And, uh, <laughs> but... but um, Unequivocally, my wife is the biggest reason for my faith today, wow. and and absolutely oh, wow. responsible for the biggest expansion of my faith. That's great. Just because it's it is the foundation of our marriage, and it and so that in and of itself, I think, is worth the tuition at St. Yeah. John's. So you guys, were, you guys had enough time at school to kind of kind of cultivate that together a little bit before you got married, or did you, did you date in college? Yeah, oh, yeah, we okay. did. Started. We really started dating in like April or so of our freshman year. Okay. And, uh, 30 years we've been we've been together and, and yeah we we went to mass together while we were dating and, yeah. um, we lived overseas for almost four years and had it really there we had a strong faith life we still had church that we went to um, but it was also building that together because we didn't have our friends or family yeah. we were there so um, but definitely uh, my wife has been the biggest influence on my faith that's great that's great and her family on top of because she comes from a very uh, faithful family yeah. including Gigi, 98 years old, who we had a party last night, and Gigi <laughs> was there until like 10:30. Wow, that's great. So. No, we have a similar uh, we have a similar similar history. Uh, Betsy and I do same thing. Dated and uh, and for for anybody listening that that maybe isn't married, uh, guys that are they're not married but dating. Um, I think everybody in this fish house would would, would attest to this because Jimmy, I know you and Barb um, have a, a similarly wonderful. Uh, relationship, but as you're dating, if you ever get a chance to go to church with your girlfriend, there's just something just great about that. Um, and we had the same experience. Betsy's family um, really um, lit up 
my whole kind of faith life uh, without even me knowing it. So that's really a, that's great. All right, we have um, so we've come to the fun segment of the show. Um, can I, can I say one thing? For sure, yes. So you mentioned about your parents and my parents were the leaders on on going to church, and we just kind of followed as a family. And my change was is when Father Arnold invited a bunch of people to Yugoslavia to see the missionaries, and that's where I really was not a follower, was a person that just believed in it and made my change at that point. How, so was this back when you were in uh, high school, like at Benoit, or where? Or how was, uh, sophomore in college. Okay, and, cool. And if you're talking about, uh, you know, meeting your wife, it was uh, Cross Mountain, and on Cross Mountain, you can write down something that you want to happen. Down, I want to meet the one I love. Wow. And I came back and I called Barb up and we never stopped being team. Wow. Yeah. That I is so cool. Goosebumps. I, I know. I, I just, I, I, I get shaky. I get when I say that. I just. Uh, Did you tell her that when you called well, her? You say, uh, hey, I just wrote no, you on some huge. That's her. a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Barb, just so you know, Jesus in my corner. Yeah, so, but you I can sure that. say no yeah, if you want. No, that was just, uh, I tell a lot of people that because it's just, it's so cool. Wow. That's great. Gosh darn, that's that is fantastic. Well, and so many more stories that I know we could we could share uh, this afternoon, but uh, there are fish to catch, and so uh, so no, we've made it to the to the portion of the of the show that still miserably uh, needs a better name than it than it has, and it's called the fun segment. And so uh, so for folks that have that have listened in the past, you know that these are questions that I share with guests before they get on the show. So if they f- try to feign. Uh, either ignorance or surprise, like, oh, well, that's an interesting question. I haven't even thought of that. They're either lying or they just didn't uh, they just didn't care enough to think about it. Now, in Jimmy's defense, you have not seen these questions. So Mitchie saw these in advance, and so he can play he can play point on answering them. But Jim, if you as you're listening to Mitch, and especially if you don't like any of his answers, then you can jump in and with give you time answers. to think of it. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of. All right, so fun this is the fun segment. So fun segment question number one. Uh, if Jesus, and wouldn't it be wild if this actually happened here today uh, in this fish house, if Jesus uh, knocked on your door tomorrow and just wanted to hang out, what would you do with him? It's a pretty obvious answer. <laughs> well, yes, uh, although the house does have to be out the lake tomorrow. But, uh, but, but well, we'd, we'd probably drive somewhere open water and like fish in my boat. For, for the exact reasons you talked about earlier, it's the, it's the perfect environment. Wow. And it's funny um, because you've asked the question before when we've been together of our friends and that, you know, if like you could sit on a park bench with anybody. Well, sorry, I'm gonna, I don't want to go. But I, I've had those experiences with people like in the music world and in the entertainment world where like to, to actually sit with them in a boat. Yeah. And it's it's good. I So that's, that's the venue. Now, the conversation, I think that would be a little more challenging as to where the conversation would go. I think I'd probably have a fair amount of explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, but uh, I hopefully would keep him distracted and keep him on fish. Uh-huh. And, and I think all he would need is one, and then he could probably Ex- feed us all, exactly, right? So, exactly. Uh, no, but but definitely, um, like we are here, I think it is the, uh, it is the venue. 
yeah. have to choose. Jimmy, would you fish or would you think of something else? What would you want to do? My, my first thing is, is just I call Oliver up and say, come on over to my house. I got a <laughs> guess. Guess who's over. Guess who's <laughs> over. not going to believe this. I don't know. Like, that was great, Mitch. But my first thing was like, hey, we're having a party. Let's do this. I would not, I would have shared this. You know? I love it. Eric, Eric, our friend, Eric Timko, who's I'm sitting at his ice hole here, he would be like, is he asking about me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What did he say about me? All right, good. Uh, fun segment question number two. Uh, and this one, you actually can't say Jesus, um, although technically you could, but for the purpose of this show, you can't. If you could go to church with any other guy, living or dead, who would it be? I don't remember the question you fed me saying, go to church with Yeah, me. go to church. Go uh, to church with another man, my, uh, living or dead. Now, we're in kind of a poli- hyper-political world and se- season right now, yeah. but, and my answer is a political figure, but not at all for political means. It's for faith reasons. Cool. Uh, and it's George Bush. Cool. President the third. Yeah. Um, because I've read about him, I've read some different stories, all politics aside. There was one in particular, I don't remember the details of it, but he met, I think it was a wounded warrior, and the, the warrior shared his story, and, and or he had something going on, and the president. And this was this was witnessed by other people. It wasn't just he. You know, he asked the guy if he could pray with him and pray for him. Grabbed him like physically by the neck and pulled him in. This is in like the Oval Office, right? Mm-hmm. And like was ear to ear with this guy in you know in the room, praying for him and praying specifically for you know the issues that he was facing wow. and his family. He was like, wow. So he's a uh, I. Always looked up to him as a family man, as a husband, as a man of faith. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Jimmy, what about you? I, I got nothing. Nothing. I got nothing. All right. Well, we could. We'll go to church with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. This group. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Last one. Fun segment number three. Question. Question number three. And this, Jimmy, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you answer this. Okay. Right. So Mitchy can Mitchy can give a nice long answer. He can, and then you can think of your answer. Oh, I see. Because he's had this fed to him, so he he can. But while he's answering, you gotta you gotta come up with your own too. If you had one piece of advice, because this is really the this question is again that underlies the reason to even you know do this podcast. If you had one piece of advice, Mitch, to give a young man about being comfortable in living his faith, what would that one piece of advice be? It's actually, on one hand, a very hard question, but since I'm a father of three boys, I've had these questions before. Uh, realistically, but um, and I'm not sure in thinking of how I want to answer it, it actually answers your question, um, because my struggle with my kids is, is you know, getting them just to go and to invest in their faith, and so I, I think that's my advice to anybody, it's to any young man, is to go and listen and be open. You don't have to go, you don't have to skip into church and, and you know, expect to, to just to be moved every single yeah, time, but right. but go with an open mind, go with an open heart, listen, and and pull something out of it. There's always an opportunity to learn, to improve yourself. And what you may come at, come away with might be completely different than what was talked about in Mass or in homily or, or whatnot, but it just, but just go and and listen because what I really struggle with where we live and and with our boys is um, you know there's a lot of materialism and and you know, don't get me wrong I love 
material things, but but I also understand that there is a lack of satisfaction, and that appetite for material things is absolutely insatiable. Yeah. And my kids don't see that. So any young man, I would just you know go because that's where you're going to find satisfaction. Yeah. It's the only thing in my life that I can tell it, that really has the chance to actually satisfy yeah. the appetite. Well, and you gotta, and yeah, I think that's such great, because you have to put yourself in the arena. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't, it's like, you know. And, and like I said before, you can't find that necessarily in a deer blind yeah. or hunting turkeys. You, right. you can certainly um, hear God there, but but even you know when I talk to people and they've had those experiences, like religious experience in the field, I'm like, where, where does it go next? I say, go to, you know, find a church. Yeah. And go and find some people and and you know, and lean into that yeah. feeling that yeah. you have about you know, that you that experience you've had with God. Yeah, I think that's great, and I do think it is something that we've we've let over the last you know whatever few years we've almost lost a little bit of that discipline of 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 coming together in community uh, in an organized fashion, and and we forget that that's that's actually what. Jesus asked us to do, you know what I mean? Like that was the whole thing, and uh, and so uh, you know when we when we go off on our own and do our own thing, it's it's uh, not actually what was being asked for. So Jimmy, you've had plenty of time now. Say the question one more time. So the question was, if you had a piece of advice you could give any young man, could be your son, could have been advice you did give Connor um, along the way, but a, a, a piece of advice specifically about about helping them feel more comfortable in living their faith as confidently as you do, what would that piece of advice be? I think when people feel confident about their faith, they're willing to go out there and extend themselves out. So it's, um, I would give Connor, in the beginning when you're learning about your faith, is you what you put in is what you get out. Mm-hmm. So if you're halfway in, you're halfway in. I think you have to get all the way in to really feel it, to then feel confident that you can show you're in the faith. Yeah. And I think these days that people sit back and, oh, I miss mass, I fine, and all. You know, they're all watching. You know, it's, you gotta, you gotta get all the way in. You can't just sit there and sing the song or sit in mass. It's you gotta think about everything and, and get involved. And once you do that, you're all in. Yeah. showing your faith yeah. just commit Commits. that's it yeah. it's just, <laughs> show up yeah. it's show up so Mitchie says show well, up and Jim yeah, says commit just don't you know? show up you gotta you gotta be in it you yeah gotta, you gotta you know so. I, when I, I referred to um, some of the explaining I'd have to do to Jesus if he showed up here and I think a lot of it would have to do with my level of commitment we're called to commit yeah wholly and deeply and it's like I think his question to me would be like you're doing you're you're doing okay, but you know you're like on you're like on the left side of the pendulum here. What's what's preventing you from like, making that commitment? You know, um, that's my challenge. Yeah. Well, and we are uh, we are blessed to be uh, to have each other to take on those challenges every day. So that's uh, that's great. I want to thank uh, thank our guests today, Mitch and Jimmy, and the Fish House, and. Uh, even though we went about 
about a half hour and haven't caught anything yet, I think now we can, now we'll focus. We'll focus on the fish and uh, just uh, everyone listening, just trust us. There's going to be plenty of fish to be caught this afternoon. So Can I ask one question yes. before we wrap up? Are we uh, um, doing the traditional screening this Eastern? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We're uh, yeah. We um, for those listening. Yeah, we do. We have a annual tradition. Um, actually, a lot of the Mana Men uh, have been coming even before we knew we were Mana Men, uh, where we watch uh, the Passion of the Christ yeah. every year. Yeah. So I, I I go for the movie, but I stay for the box wine and the ice cream <laughs> sundaes <laughs> and the and the fellowship. I mean that that's it's actually why I wanted to bring it up because I think it's a great idea. And just on the outside chance there are non friends and family. Listening, I think it's something others should should try to do. Bring a handful of guys together and watch the passion. It's uh, and have a discussion. Yeah. That's that's the best part with of box it. wine. You just yeah. stop, you <laughs> stop and you stop the movie and explain what's going on and those little details. And right. I love that part. Yeah. Well, that's, you that's know, it is because like other than I don't go to faith formation right, and I haven't done a, a lot of retreats or anything like that. So the discussion has been very influential as well. Just the guys also that. Yep, it's on the, it's, uh, we'll get that on calendar again. Comes up, uh, comes up every year. So, all right, thanks again, guys. This has been great. Thank you for listening to Mana. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.